Good. Uh, evening. How are you doing it, Steph? Just drop, dropped Le Jake off at the airport. He kindly uh, dropped by on his way back from vacation, which was just absolutely wonderful to see him. And I hope that you're doing very well. I want to do a little bit more on parenting because now, you see, it's all too wonderful for words. I can be an absolutely insufferable know-it-all. Uh, I don't know, I guess you already knew that. But I can be an absolutely insufferable know-it-all on the subject of parenting. Why, you see, because I, I, am in my very third week of parenting, which means that I now know everything there is to know about parenting and will lecture everyone and everyone who comes in my way. So, oh yeah, sorry, just <laughs> in case you wanted to know. Uh, this is, um... You, me, and uh, the GPS section, where you can hear my fine driving skills as the GPS system constantly says, Recalculating? I can't believe you're lost again. Are you actually blind? Legally, recalculating? <laughs> I can't believe you circled your house three times now. Do we going to do this again? Um, so I wanted to mention a few things that, uh, that I've sort of found helpful or useful in, uh, in parenting the gorgeous... Lovely and uh, uh, gassy Isabelli, which is that. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, you know, one of the things that I have found, and I, I knew that this was going to happen, so I've been sort of alert for it, and uh, I have been uh, trying to uh, make sure that uh, I don't fall into this this trap. And there's something Christine and I were talking about last night, because Isabella now has her big feeds, where she, you know, basically inhales my wife and then uh, uh, spits out a broken breast. And then she has, you know, what Christina says, oh, it's it's a comfort feed, right? In other words, uh, she she's not hungry. Uh, she just is, uh, you know, she needs comfort. She's using, the Isabella's using the, the breast to soothe herself so that she can go to sleep and that sort of stuff. And I really wanted to, to to tell Christina and to remind myself, and I'll talk about how this also occurred for me, that we don't know. Like, we don't know. You know, we, we can't, we can't, oh, she's now comfort, like, comfort feeding, right? Because that, that actually automatically creates a kind of mindset where, you know, if she's hungry and she needs to feed, then we're sympathetic, right? But when Christina was using the term, oh, she just needs to comfort feed, I actually felt... <laughs> like less sympathetic to Isabella for needing to comfort feed, right? And it's like, well, but we don't know, right? She's she's growing hugely. She might uh, need uh, all of these uh, challenging things. Uh, she might need food that we can't even imagine or think about. Uh, she she we don't know when things are passing from her stomach to her intestines to her bowels. We are fairly clear when they're performing the exit scenario, but uh, exit stage everywhere. But we don't know where she's comfort feeding is a is a diminutive term, right? It's it's almost an insulting term, you know, like, uh, you know, when you do you really need that second piece of cheesecake or is it you know just comfort food, right? And and so I, I found it to be very important, and and I I'm saying this with regards to Christina, but it also happens to me. I found it to be very important to avoid conclusions, right? Because once we once we have a conclusion about what Isabella is doing, once we have a why to the what, then we're kind of not open to new information and we kind of have, well, kind of, we do, we have a judgment about what is occurring for her and saying it's a comfort feed, we don't know, you know, we, we're not her, we don't know and, uh, you know, when, when Christina was saying, oh, it's a comfort feed or whatever, 
you know, I said, well, you know, are we sure she's not swallowing? And we, we sort of, you can tell when a baby's swallowing. And, and so she was swallowing. It's, it's, not, it's not a comfort feed, right? We all, you know, we're also not sure how much milk is being produced, you know, per boob, right? And um, so we don't know. You know, we think it's a big feed, but she might just might not be getting uh, that much food, right? And that's uh, a problem. So then, of course, she's she's going to be hungry, you know, or want to feed 15 minutes later because uh, she didn't get enough food. And so that's not the same as as a comfort feed. That's like I got to eat feed, right? And uh, so so really tr- trying to focus on with Isabella to not come to conclusions about having a story or having a in a sense of mythology. And it is all you know, largely mythology. Cause we don't know. It's our first kid and. We don't know her. Even if it wasn't, her individuality could be very different or would be very different from her other kids. And So I've really tried to uh, to help us avoid um, this, this coming to conclusions about what Isabella is doing and why. And st- instead to remain open and curious and to, to be honest and admit when we don't know. And, and there's so much we don't know. Why is she upset at the moment? Well, you know, we go through our list like every parent does, right? And, diaper change or is she is she hungry is she tired uh, um, you know that kind of that kind of stuff um, is, she, is she warm too warm or too cold and, and and you know god love her she's a fantastic kid and, and very rarely cries I was just reading the other day that average baby cries an hour a day well so far uh, and I think it's her good nature and I think some reasonably calm parenting uh, she only cries literally maybe two minutes a day maybe uh, and of course we spoil her rotten because you can't spoil a kid who's a couple of weeks old. So trying to make sure that we don't come to conclusions about why she's doing what she's doing, because we don't know, right? It's keeping that honest uh, honest ignorance <laughs> up front and center is important. And I had something interesting that happened to me yesterday and today. We, we make a bit of a joke, Christine and I, and I'm sort of, you know, trying to peel this back a bit because it can be fun, but you can go too far. And the joke is, you know, that, that Christina's calm and soothing and the breast and feeding and, you know, and all that. She coos and sings. And Daddy is like big stimulus, you know, and exhausting and so on. And I, you know, I recognize that that's a tendency, so I make sure I rein it in and don't, don't inflict my animation on her in, in the way, say, that I do on you, uh, but rather am um, and sort of open and try to absorb and mirror her, right? So if she makes an, an O with her mouth, I will make an O back. Uh, if she craps her pants, well, anyway, you get the idea. And so it was so interesting because I had two two instances, one early this morning and then one this afternoon. Uh, Jake and I went for a pretty long hike through the woods. Uh, it was a crunchy snow, half full moon. It was really quite beautiful. Romantic. I think you know what I mean. Uh, you know, we we shared body warmth. But um, uh, so one early this morning and then where I am normally very good at soothing Isabella because I she, she really likes to be walked and, and sung to and I put on this outrageous but soft falsetto and, and sing to her uh, Cole Porter tunes she seems to really like. And uh, I, I sort of picked her up and found like like two two times that uh, I, I simply could not comfort her. I'd pick her up and, and she would get more upset. And again, we're really trying to avoid the word fussy because, again, that's a diminutive and, and kind of insulting to her. And she's actually trying to, trying to really help us, as I said. And I actually, I found myself, the next time I wanted to pick up Isabella to comfort her, I found myself cautious, hesitant, and almost, I say this almost, I'm going to be really frank with everyone. I'm sure maybe if you're a parent, you've experienced this as well almost ready to be offended, ready to 
to have her reject my comforting. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, but but this this is the way that that it worked for me, right? So I I, I want to be I, uh, <laughs> be as honest as I as I can be about about this experience. Uh, and I was like, and and I noticed this about myself. It's like, oh well, now I'm going to comfort you, and 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 I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to be pleased if you can't be comforted. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, could you imagine a worse way to comfort anyone, let alone a baby? A worse way to comfort anyone, let alone a baby than to say, you better be comforted or I'm going to be <laughs> offended. I mean, my God, how crazy can you be? And by that, I mean me, right? I mean, it's nutty. Because uh, she's not, you know, the the the, the drive, I don't, I, I'd sort of have to mull over further where it might come from. Probably parents, who knows, right? But the, the, the drive to ascribe motive to a baby is strong, 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 strong. Which is why people get so mad at babies, right? In the way we don't get mad at the weather, we get mad at babies, right? But the the drive to ascribe motives, like like, I would sit there and and, and it comes. Some of it comes out of a, a possible guilt, right? I say, oh, was I was I too overstimulating to her earlier when I was showing her modern art? And I I put a um a, a song on. It was a relatively sedate song, but I put a, a visualizer on Windows Media Player, so it kind of you know the the kaleidoscope sort of bounced with the music and I, I held her up to and I sort of sang along with the song to her and I thought oh my god it was too overstimulating now I can't comfort her because I've she now associates me with overstimulation and I've you know done this and that to the trust like you start going at least I start going off on these like crazy uh tangents of uh uh you know ascribing motive and oh well you see this is what's happening now because I did this and it's not even so much like I've decided it it's like I'm frankly worried about it and I'm guilty that maybe I've overstimulated her and now I can't soothe her because blah 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 right although I'm of course very sensitive to over you know the the, the trick is, is if you don't know right I mean if you're interacting with the baby and they're engaged in their eye contact and they seem you know they can't smile she won't be able to smile for like another m- month or two at least not without being followed by some Krakatoa eruption south of the border but if if a, a newborn, if they're eye contact with you and you're you know smiling or singing or talking to them or whatever, if if the newborn breaks and looks to one side or another, it means that they've had enough stimulation and you should you know uh, bring out the flashbangs and the air horns. But um, it, it comes out of this thing of oh my god, what have I done? I've overstimulated her for my own gratification. Now I can't comfort her, and this is going to be this is going to be it in terms of comforting Isabella for the rest of time, and it's all going to be Christina, and I'm going to be rejected. You get these snowball, at least I do, I get these crazy snowball scenarios. I was like, oh my god, what have I done? And I have to sort of just say, look, it's not about you, Steph. You know, it's not about your uh, thoughts, uh, your your fears, your uh, whatever, right? It's, you know, be there for Isabella, right? Look her in the eye, sing softly to her, rock her slowly, speak soothingly, stop making it about the fact that you may have played a song to her with a screensaver. I mean, looking back on it, it's lunatic, right? But but this is what can happen to me, right? Now, I mean, when I say can happen to me, it's happened like once, right? But uh, I want to make sure that, that I sort of catch these things, right? Stop ascribing motives, like... Because then it's like, oh, so now I, I overstimulate you once, and now you're punishing me by not letting me soothe you. And he, oh, my God. It's like, what am I doing? This is nuts. And, I mean, I'm trying to be gentle with myself, and I am, because, you know, I catch it, and I sort of notice it and return my focus to her rather than to me and, and what I've experienced or what I'm thinking or what crazy motives I'm projecting into this innocent, helpless, beautiful, treasured 
fantastic, magical, lovable, good-natured baby. And, oh, my God, she is so good-natured um, that, uh, I, mean, I mean, incredibly blessed that way. But, but that's just something I have to really watch. I hope I'm not feeding myself. But, man, it's something that, that you have to watch if you're a parent. And maybe you don't, right? Maybe it's just me. But the, the ascribing of motives, the feelings of guilt for something you may have done that may have been suboptimal, and then followed by the fears of rejection, followed by the resentment that feeling controlled. And, oh, my God, you just go through this entire season of a soap opera in like 10 seconds, you know, thus rendering you completely useless to your baby, right? It becomes a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, and I can't comfort her. I did these bad things. I overstimulated her. Now she's punishing me. I'm so bad. And then, of course, you can't comfort her. Right? So, uh, you know, intercepting those thoughts, those escalations, those those catastrophizations and substituting a rational thing, which is like, look, she's got a brain a quarter the size of her adult brain. She is eternally in the now. She has no memory of the screensaver that has any significance whatsoever. Uh, you know, she's she's securely attached to you. Uh, you know, as I said, there's two places she sleeps, Christina's arms after breastfeeding and my chest. Uh, and so, of course, you know, and once, you know, I spent those five seconds talking myself out of the tree and sort of returning my focus and saying it's not about you or how sensitive you are to whether you can comfort her. It's about focusing on Isabella, being there for her as a parent, you know, and, and soothing and, and, you know, doing the soothing things with eye contact and with, with good intent and then, you know, see what happens. And of course, of course, right? I mean, she uh, was perfectly soothable by me for the rest of the day, right? And... Uh, so, anyway, I just sort of wanted to point that out, that the, the ascribing uh, of motives, oh, it's a comfort feed. Well, we don't know that, right? We don't know how much milk she got last time. One of the problems with breastfeeding is that you you can't tell, right? You don't know how much food she's getting. I mean, you fill up half a bottle, you can see it go in, right? But with breastfeeding, you can't really tell, right? Other than the fact that there's a sort of slight hissing sound, like a punctured balloon in the... The breast deflates, but um, you can't tell, right? So, uh, especially if she's going through cluster feeds, right? She's just probably not getting as much as she would really like to, and uh, so she's going to want to feed again quickly. But it's not out of comfort; it's out of necessity, and or or we don't know. Maybe it is out of comfort, but we don't know, right? And and so I'm really trying to avoid projecting things that are going to alter my behavior towards Isabella, right? Because she completely deserves, um, you know, consistency in in her parenting, right? So. Ascribing, uh, I mean, uh, ascribing motives to to Isabella that will in any way, shape, or form alter in any way, in any fundamental way, in particular, in any way, the way that I interact with her. Oh, calling her to feed. Oh, she's upset because I have stimulated her. Oh my God, I can't comfort her. Oh, but she's punishing me. Whatever, right? That's all nonsense, right? And I have to not do that. It's completely unfair, right? But it's it's so it's 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 um. You know, when it strikes, it really feels like a slippery slope, right? Which is why it's so important to be alert when it's happening and to refocus on her. And it's not about me. It's about being there for her. So I, I just thought I'd mention that. I'm, you know, maybe if you're a parent out there, you could tell me if I'm completely insane or whether this happens to other people as well. But I just wanted to uh, to sort of mention it. Um, and the other thing, because I've talked about things that are but the things that's not surprising to me is, uh, oh, my God, just how completely beautiful and precious a baby is. Oh my God, she is so beautiful. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not exactly Stonewall Jackson when it comes to facial expressions, but I find she's so Isabella is so fascinating and beautiful to watch because her facial expressions are so intimately connected and wired up to her emotional state. Or maybe it's perceptual and an essential state. I don't know. Emotional, maybe. But oh, she has emotions. 
But it is so fascinating to see the absolute and beautiful and open transparency of her experience. You know, I can tell when she gets a little, you know, a little bit of gas turns the corner of the intestine, I can tell her facial expression. When she's curious, when she's engaged, when she's focused, uh, it is it is just fascinating to watch. She's so fascinating because her facial expressions are constantly so so fluid, so animated, so accessible, so open, so uh, it's <laughs> so undissembling, so non-manipulative, so non-descending. This is the portrait of her face. Uh, uh, the, her face is the portrait of her feelings. There is no. Uh, dissembling and that that is a completely beautiful thing and uh, of course I want I want I want to be uh, as uh, available to her as she is to me right because I mean you can't say it's generosity of spirit although it does have to be earned I think through consistent and affectionate parenting but she really is available to me as as a human being she is an open book uh, and if, and children are and and it's good that they are and babies in particular because you know you can't say right um, but she is a completely open book to me. I mean, I'm <laughs> quite emotional about this. But it, it really is such a beautiful thing to see uh, how open she is. And, oh my God, do I want to? Do I, uh, do I ever want to be that for her? Right? Be that available. Be that open to her. I'm so sorry. I'm just getting some gas. So uh, it may get a little windy for a sec. But I just wanted to... To sort of point that out, I, I want to be that open, that available, that accessible to to her. Oh, no, I don't have my... Do I? Do I not? Do I? Do I not? No, I don't have my credit card, so we'll get a guess another time. I want to be that available, too, to my daughter. Because it is a beautiful thing to see. It, it just is an absolutely beautiful thing to see. And uh, that has been a real... That is a real instruction uh, to me in what it means to be available to someone, right? Um, she's not hiding anything. She's, you know, her... She's not self-conscious about her facial expressions. And... She is just completely, you know, wide open to the sky. Uh, you know, and, and, I mean, yeah, that has something to do... I mean, I, I try to... Uh, you know, and this is funny. I, okay, I'll talk about this as well. This is something that I'm, I'm really trying to to be aware of and <laughs> aware of it sounds like I'm, I'm going to tell you a state secret I'm, I'm really trying to be aware of this when it comes to um, it, it can be very emotional for me having eye contact with Isabella uh, and it's not because I have I mean I have I, I have no problem in particular eye contact with Christina we will look into each other's eyes and it's a beautiful thing but it, it, it is, uh, I, I do feel such an overwhelming passion of love and worship and devotion to this amazing and beautiful um, creature who's, who Christina and I summoned from the force of our love. And I, I really, uh, it's such a powerful and, and beautiful and fierce emotions arise in me with regards to this amazing uh, and beautiful child. And Initially, my instinct was to turn away from her when my eyes filled with tears, when I felt that degree of passion about her. To turn away because I thought, oh, she's just going to be confused or she's not going to understand or this or that or the other, right? And I thought, well, no. No, she's open to me. Right? Now, she doesn't have a choice. She's a baby, right? I mean, I, 
if I was not responsive to her, she wouldn't be open to me. And I've certainly been around babies who were like that. But so, you know, I've earned it through consistent and, and loving parenting. But she's open to me. So what I, I do want to give her that eye contact. And if I'm feeling a very passionate, very strongly uh, at that moment, uh, I will continue the eye contact. I will wipe my eyes uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> sob if I sob, I sob, right? And I, you know, I won't make it too loud or whatever. But if I feel that that force of passion about her while I'm looking into Isabella's eyes, I will, you know, hopefully <laughs> doesn't, she doesn't have in, <laughs> in dreams about crazy laughing clowns when she gets older, uh, crying clowns. But but I, I want to have that openness and honesty with her about what I'm feeling in the way that you know, somewhat involuntarily, she has that openness and honesty about what she's feeling with me. Really want to keep that communication open so that uh, she sees what it is to be fiercely and devotedly worshipped and loved and loved. Right. So she sees that in my eyes. I want her to to know that there is that iron bond, that unbreakable devotion to to her and what is going to make her happy. And uh, I want her to absolutely trust that, and I trust that she is going to see that even before she can speak. Uh, in my eyes, and so I really want to not turn away when I feel shaken by the forces of passion for my child, uh, and and continue to have the eye contact with her so that she sees the passion and and hopefully um, understands the the degree of devotion, love, and worship that I have for her, uh, and I think that will uh, make for a stronger and richer relationship over time. So anyway, I hope that you are enjoying. I thank you for those who've said that the parenting series is helpful. I hope that you're enjoying them. I really, really do appreciate people's interests. Uh, and I also really, really appreciate the fantastic tips that other parents have, have given me. It's been really, really helpful. So thank you so much. Uh, as always, I look forward to your donations. And have yourselves an absolutely wonderful week. I will talk to you soon.